We begin today's broadcast first with a welcome to each and every one of you that are listening right now. Thank you so very much. It truly does mean so much to me. And secondly, with a short anecdote, an illustration, as we continue in this vein of encouragement. Edward Steichen, who eventually became one of the world's most renowned photographers, almost gave up before he accomplished anything on the first day that he shot his very first pictures. At the young age of 16, young Steichen bought a camera and took 50 photos. Now realize that this is back in the day before quick and powerful digital cameras or even little cameras in our phones that could compete with the highest end DSLRs and all these things. He took these photos and unfortunately only one turned out a portrait of his sister at the piano. Edward's father thought that that was a pretty poor showing and a pretty great waste of his money paying for that camera. But his mother insisted that the photograph of his sister was so beautiful that it more than compensated for 49 failures. He took 50 photographs. Only one turned out 49 failures. But it was her encouragement that convinced the young Edward Steichen to stick with his newfound hobby. He stayed with it for the rest of his life, but it had been a close call. What tipped the scales? The vision to spot excellence in the midst of a lot of failure. That's kind of a great analogy for life, isn't it? What do we do time after time, day after day? At least I can speak for myself. I fail miserably often. I am the worst sinner I know, and it's not even close. But thankfully, we serve a great God who is such an encouragement to us. And today, as we continue, we're midway through our second week focused on encouragement. We're going to talk about how we should not forget about the down and out. We have the opportunity to invest in so many people around us, like David did with the young Egyptian man in 1 Samuel chapter 30 that we spoke about yesterday. We're going to go a little bit of a different direction today. 1 Samuel chapter number 30, we will begin in verse number 16 in just a moment or two. Before we go any further, I've got to tell you about a gospel track called A Tribute to Mother. Now hold up for just a moment. You've got to realize that we are about two months away from Mother's Day. And for all of us, whether your mother is living or not, I'd like for you to pause for a second and remember your mother. Now, maybe your mother in some ways, humanly speaking, was lacking. None of us have perfect mothers, though I hope we would think so. Paul Levine mentions in this gospel tract that he wrote many years ago that his mother went home to heaven at age 91. And he says, To this day, it is impossible for me to adequately describe her godly life and all that her memory means to me. This gospel tract here, it's a great, as the title says, tribute to mother. And whether you have a good relationship with your mother or not, I hope you do. And I hope you'll take Mother's Day as an opportunity to live a tribute to your mother by the way that you live your life. But what I'd recommend to you to do is this. Get one of these gospel tracts. They're free of charge at BibleTracksInc.org. 
I hope that your mother was an encouragement to you like Edward Steichen's mother was and his love for photography when he almost quit and gave up. She encouraged him to continue on. But regardless, I'd like for you to consider what tribute you are going to be to your mother and how you can honor her. Maybe you'd like to include this gospel track in your Mother's Day card. Maybe you'd like to give this gospel track out to a mother you know. Maybe, just maybe, you'll be sitting at a restaurant in the weeks to come and you'll see a group of ladies who you can tell by the little bits of conversation you hear. They're talking about their children. Maybe you'd like to keep this gospel track in reserve and walk up to them and say, Ladies, if you wouldn't mind, I couldn't help but notice that you are mothers. I'd like to leave you with this little gospel presentation called A Tribute to Mother. You can visit BibleTracksInc.org and get it for free today. Don't miss out on this opportunity. BibleTracksInc.org. Now let's find ourselves in 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse number 16. Remember that David and his mighty men, 600 of them, are pursuing after the Amalekites who have taken their wives and children captive. They've come across an Egyptian young man, a servant, prior servant I should say, to the Amalekites who is left for dead. He's going to lead them on to victory. And what do we have here? Verse number 16. And when he, meaning the young Egyptian man, had brought him, meaning David, down, behold, they, the Amalekites, were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. Here's what's happening. The Amalekites are celebrating what they consider to be a victory. But it seems to be going the other way very quickly here. The next verse, and David smote them with his men from the twilight, even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men, which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives, and there was nothing lacking to them. Neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. All. What an amazing triumph. Remember, David encouraged himself in the Lord when he was distressed because of this, what seemed to be a great a struggle, a circumstance that had gone against them. They came back from battle and Ziklag had been burned to the ground. The Amalekites had taken everything away. But David, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. And then he put God's plan into action. David recovers everything. There was nothing lacking to them. And David took all the flocks and the herds, which they drave before those other cattle and said, this is David's spoil. Now, let me give you a little context here that we kind of glossed over on purpose in the previous days. David had 600 men with him. They had just come back from a circumstance when they were coming back to Ziklag, a long march. And now they were going to fight with the Amalekites. They were going to run after them. And in previous verses, 200 of those men got so faint, got so tired that they had to be left behind. And so out of David's 600 men, he was now down to 400 men. And they put to flight the army of the Amalekites. The Amalekites ran for the hills, right? They recovered everything. Then we come to this verse. And David came to the 200 men, which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they had made also to abide at the brook Basor. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people... 
he saluted him. Now among the remaining 400 men that were with David, there were some hotheads. There were some foolish men, or the Bible describes as wicked men. Then answered all, we go back to the Bible, all the wicked men and men of Belial, of those that went with David and said, because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil we have recovered, saved every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Basically, what the 400 men, or some of them, I should say a subset of the 400 men, I don't want to cast judgment on all of them, but at least a few of them, they got a little irritable, and they said, these 200 men, they were lazy, they stayed behind and slept by the brook, they didn't come with us, they weren't part of the battle, we are not giving them anything, we'll give them back their wives and their children, and that's it. They don't get anything back as far as their actual personal uh, belongings, none of that. We are keeping it because they weren't part of the victory, they don't get to partake in the spoils. Then said David, the Bible says, Ye shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord hath given us, who hath preserved us, and delivered the company that came against us into our hand. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as is his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. They shall part alike. Let me ask you, how do you handle people that have disappointed you? Those that by maybe their own choice, by their own life decisions, have turned their back on God, but then maybe they came back. Maybe they were repentant. Maybe they were in a situation of life where they made some foolish choices, maybe even due to their own laziness. And now we are confronted with two choices. We can either welcome them back with open arms or we can shun them. How should we handle the down and out? Would you do as Galatians 6 verse 1 says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. You see, David, a spiritual man, if there ever was one, at least in this circumstance, realizes that those 200 men had basically deserted him, and yet, he had mercy on them. Do you remember how Paul, the Apostle Paul, got irritated with a young man named John Mark for leaving? But Barnabas, as he was known, the son of consolation, had mercy on him. Acts 12, 25 begins the, t the account, And Bar Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. But then we see in Acts 15, 37, Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. 
Here's the situation. Barnabas wanted to have mercy and compassion on John and Mark, who had really abandoned them previously, and Paul wanted nothing to do with him. He didn't want to allow him to be restored. But can I tell you, we serve a God of mercy. We, in our lives, should be like a Barnabas with John Mark. We, in our lives, should be like a David with these 200 men. How do you handle those that disappoint you? Those that by their own fault become down and out. Do we lift them up or do we take every advantage to push them down? I hope you can give the right answer. I hope you'll be like Edward Steichen's mother who lifted him up out of his discouragement. We're going to continue this week of encouragement for the next couple of days. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.